Welcome along to another episode of the How I Caught the Wrestling Bug podcast. I'm your host, David Lovell, and every week I'm joined by a fellow wrestling fan, all of whom come from the Fight Game podcast Facebook group. And they tell me how they caught the wrestling bug, how their fandom has evolved over the years. I have some great guests lined up uh, for the weeks to come. But uh, for regular listeners to this show, I, I, I kind of wonder to myself, do any of the regular listeners wonder how I caught the wrestling bug in the first place? So I thought this week I would sort of interview myself and ask myself all these questions that I ask every guest. Uh, So the uh, first question I put to everyone is, what is your earliest memory of wrestling? And for me, it goes back to about, I think, 1991. I think it was 91, may have been early 92. But uh, over here in the UK... Uh, we started to get WCW Worldwide. It would air at like 2 o'clock in the morning or something. Uh, I can't remember what day of the week it was. I think maybe like a Wednesday night, uh, perhaps. And um, it got shown with a load of like American imports. There was American Gladiators. I think there was like the American Top 10 Movies or something like that. And WCW Worldwide... This was not a particularly great period for WCW. This would have been sort of the end of the Jim Hurd era into Bill Watts taking over not long after that. Obviously, Kip Fry was in charge for a little time in between. And, um, yeah, I mean, it it was, you know, a, a bad period for WCW. But at the time, I really became a huge fan of it. I mean, I started watching it initially because my dad, like a lot of people sort of his age, uh, would have watched World of Sport on a Saturday afternoon uh, during the 70s and 80s. And in fact, um, at one point, I think it was either 92 or 93, they actually moved WCW worldwide into the afternoon slot that World of Sport used to occupy uh, on ITV on a Saturday afternoon. And and, um, so... That was my sort of introduction to wrestling. I think, actually, I remember staying up the very first time to watch it uh, with my dad when I would have been, like, you know, five or six years old. And I remember distinctly uh, sort of coming into the living room in sort of just my underpants, pretending I was a wrestler. Uh, So I obviously was very taken with it uh, right from the get-go and um, the next question I ask everyone is who are who are the wrestlers that sort of caught your imagination as a kid so right about that time I think if I remember rightly if I've got my timing right if it was if it was sort of late 91 early 92 Lex Luger would have been the champion uh, but the top babyface obviously would have been Sting uh, so Sting probably was the one that captured my imagination the most around that time. And then people like Flying Brian, you know, Flying Brian Pillman, and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, around that time, it would, it would have been people like, people like Ron Simmons, because Ron Simmons was about to get that big push and win the title later that year. Uh, and just any of the top baby faces around that time uh, would have been the guys that, 
would have caught my imagination. And then I got into WWF around the time of SummerSlam 92. SummerSlam 92 would have been the first show I saw. Uh, I'm pretty sure my cousin had a tape of it. And I watched it and uh, he was a big wrestling fan. And and, uh, I didn't have Sky uh, back then. Uh, All all the wrestling got shown on Sky. Uh, And so a friend of the family... Uh, would tape all the pay-per-views. And there was, only, of course, only four back then, although 93 was when the King of the Ring got added. So there would have been five pay-per-views a year. I watched all of those. And, you know, pretty much got any wrestling I could get my hands on. It, it, it was mainly all WF or, or WCW. I wasn't aware of anybody else at that, at that time. And um, the local video store, you know, I would rent the same wrestling tapes over and over and over again and it's actually quite funny because the wrestling videos they would put in the same location in the video store as like the uh well in the same location as the porn videos so you'd be walking over there to get your wrestling tape and you'd have to sort of as like seven or eight year old or whatever you'd have to go over into that uh, corner with all the all the porn videos to get your uh, to get your wrestling video. And obviously, there's always like a lady behind the counter looking at you, very sort of, um, yeah. What are you up to? Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just getting my wrestling tape, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was um, definitely, definitely sort of. It was definitely '92, but it may have been '91 uh, that my uh, fandom of wrestling really started, and um, kind of, I've always been a fan, more or less. Ever since, I mean, there were there were certainly times. I uh, will come on to uh, another question I ask everyone about: how, Did you ever lose interest? Uh, but even when I lost interest in wrestling, I still kind of kept half an eye on uh, what was going on. I, I definitely uh, caught the bug, as they say, good and proper. Um, the first live show I attended is actually sort of not applicable to me because I've never actually gone to a. Yeah, I've never gone to a proper wrestling event. The closest I've gone is to a local show here where I live, uh, where JJ Gale, who's a guy that I have been uh, mentioning a lot on on the Fight Game podcast group. Um, he's a friend of my nephew's, uh, and uh, I, I saw him wrestle here in Yeovil, where I live, about three years ago, two or three years ago. And I've been to these stupid events where they have like a fake mankind and a fake cane. I went to one of those once. It was absolutely terrible. But I've never actually gone to a WWE event ever. So that's something definitely to uh, cross off the uh, the uh, the list at some point. I-, I would obviously love to go to WrestleMania. Uh, that would be um, obviously a dream to go to one of those Um and uh, having become a big fan of AEW, I would definitely love to attend an AEW event. But yeah, I've never actually been to a proper, full-on, you know, re- big wrestling event ever in my life. At any point, did I lose interest. So, so this is where um, I was talking about just a second ago how I did sort of lose interest, but I sort of kept half an eye on what was going on. So, two thousand six was when I lost interest. And the reason why, and I think when I talked to Jeremy Finestone 
who is going to be, I think, maybe the next guest I have on. I think Jeremy has a sort of similar story to mine in so much as it was mainly after Eddie Guerrero died. Uh, that would have been, what, November of 95. Um, so, no, sorry, November of 2005. They obviously did that terrible storyline leading into WrestleMania where Randy Orton cut the promo on Rey Mysterio saying that Eddie's not in heaven, he's in hell. That was kind of the point where I switched off. And I, I, I sort of kept half an eye on it. I remember watching the Royal Rumble of 2007 because that was the great ending wasn't it with Taker and Sean uh, which was kind of like the the forerunner to their great matches they had like a few years later so I watched the Royal Rumble and I, I, I don't remember if I watched Wrestlemania I, I don't think I did because Wrestlemania in 2007 that was I'm trying to think who was going to was that Sean and John Cena and then Batista and Taker. I don't think I watched that show. I don't recall watching it. So I um, was sort of keeping half an eye on what was going on. But I really didn't watch any wrestling properly until like 2011. And there were sort of two reasons why I got back into it. One was because, well the main reason was because my nephew became a big fan. So I started watching it a bit more because he was into it. And the other reason was sort of CM Punk and his um, pipe bomb promo. I saw that and that really hooked me back in. And I, I remember sort of being really into the summer of punk, which they really did a terrible job with in hindsight. But um, so, yeah, from like 2006 right through to 2011, I only sort of had a passing interest in wrestling. And I would I really sort of kept up with it through live audio wrestling. Yeah, which uh, is now sort of known as post wrestling, uh, I think, with um, Dan Levransky and and, and uh, Jason Agnew, and of course John Pollock is involved with that as well. But they they obviously would have Dave, they would have Dave Meltzer on on a Sunday, and they would sort of run through the wrestling news, and that's basically all I sort of kept up. That's how I sort of kept up with it, because prior to that, you know, I, I was a really big fan of it, and at one point around sort of 2004, 2005, so not long before I stopped uh, watching it, I was writing a column for uh, PW Insider. I, w- I was actually writing a column for them uh, for a little while, which I, which I stopped doing around sort of 2006. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it was um, really the Eddie Guerrero stuff that completely turned me off of wrestling at that time and and i really would credit cm punk but more so my my nephew uh getting into it that that sort of hooked me back in um what are my viewing habits now what do i watch now well i don't miss an episode of dynamite i I watch dynamite every single week um i don't tend to watch it live when i was um furloughed from my previous job I would watch it live every Wednesday and of course I started to do the thread on the uh, Fight Game uh, podcast group and I would love chatting to, uh, chatting about the show with Paul Fontaine or whoever else was in there in there talking about it uh, or Larry um, Larry um, now I want to get Larry's surname correct because I've had Larry on the show before it's um, Larry Sternshine. Um, 
him and Paul Fontaine in particular, I enjoy talking to about Dynamite live when it was when it, when I was watching it live. But then, you know, more recently, you know, I've been obviously I, I've got into a new job now, so uh, I don't start really early. So I do sort of keep quite late nights, but uh, staying up till three a.m. is is kind of not possible right now. So I tend to watch Dynamite. Uh, on Friday nights because uh, we get it on ITV2. Is it ITV2? Oh, it's ITV4. I think it might be ITV4 actually. We get it on ITV, ITV4 here in the UK on a Friday night. So I tend to watch it then. So I, I always watch Dynamite. That's really the only wrestling show I watch every single week. Uh, because Raw and Smackdown I sort of keep up with. And if I hear something's really good... I will seek it out mainly on SmackDown stuff. You know, I think a lot of what they're doing on SmackDown right now is really good. So I, I tend to check that out on YouTube. And NXT, I mean, the problem with NXT is um, it sort of airs on the network like a two days, two days after it's been on. And I don't really know why I don't watch it because it's exactly the same thing with Dynamite because I, I watched Dynamite two days later as well. So why don't watch NXT? I don't know, but I do kind of keep up with NXT, and I've got a lot of favourite wrestlers there. Finn Balor, you know, and Adam Cole have had two of my favourite matches I've seen in the last sort of year or so. But yeah, I don't know why I don't watch NXT more. I, I really should do, uh, but um, I obviously enjoy doing the Dynamite and NXT threads every week and uh, getting everyone's uh, thoughts on the show as, 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 as it's going along. Well, everyone's thoughts on Dynamite as it's going along, but most people watch NXT after the fact. But um, so yeah, that's the only sort of wrestling I watch religiously, and and then I do try and keep up with um, New Japan. I, I I was following the G1 when it was going on, but I've kind of fallen behind now with the New Japan Cup. But I I do try and keep up with that, and and also I do follow my my friend JJ uh, when he wrestles for Rev Pro as well. So yeah, it's quite a lot of wrestling, particularly during. The pandemic. I mean, the pandemic's still going on. But when I when I was furloughed, and I was at home all the time, I would be watching all sorts of wrestling. And I even tried to get into Impact at one point, and uh, that, that that didn't last very long. Sorry, Mike Gilbert, but it didn't. But uh, yeah, I uh, I uh, try and keep up with as much wrestling as I can. But there's only so many hours in the day. So yeah, I, I would say AEW is the one I follow the most closely at this moment in time and uh, now it's the uh, rapid fire questions which as i say every week i don't know why i call it rapid fire because it never normally is but favorite wrestler of all time now this has become like a common answer to this question although paul fontaine uh, who was on the last podcast actually went with owen hart but the the most popular choice for this for this question seems to be bret hart and it certainly is for me as well. I mentioned earlier how Sting was the first wrestler to sort of capture my imagination because I watched WCW first before I watched WBF. But as soon as I got into WBF, that was right at the end of Hogan's era. So Hogan, I would have been a Hogan fan initially, but then I became a big fan of Bret Hart. And uh, still am to this day. And uh, myself and Justin Nipper have talked about doing a Bret Hart podcast, and we will at some point. Uh, but uh, yeah, Bret Hart would definitely be my favourite wrestler of all time. Favourite match of all time. Now, I've not heard anyone mention this one yet, but my favourite match of all time, I would say, 
if I had to pick just one, and I've got a lot of favourites, obviously, but my favourite match, I think, would be Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. That's my favourite match. Kurt Angle, at the time, was my favourite wrestler. I think he's probably up... If I do a top five, Brett would be number one. Kurt... I don't know, I'm a huge Ric Flair fan as well, so I think Ric would probably be number two. But Kurt Angle would have to be in the top five somewhere. I was a huge fan of Kurt Angle. And Shawn Michaels, I mentioned on the podcast before, was never a fan of Shawn Michaels growing up because I was always a Bret Hart guy. And you always, you almost had to be in one camp or the other, in a way. I know a lot of people like both. But you always, but for the most part, most people were either a fan of Brett or a fan of Sean. And I was always a Brett guy, so I was never a fan of Sean until obviously he came back in 2002, and he was even better when he came back than he was in the 90s. It was a different Sean Michaels, you know. As, as I've said many times on this show, Sean was a different person in when he came back in 2002, and and uh, he was probably the best performer on Raw, and Kurt Angle was the best performer on SmackDown. And that was like the first... I've, I I want to say that was the first sort of inter-brand match they had done because they had kept... Well, I suppose Goldberg and, and Lesnar at WrestleMania 20 would have been one, but they had kept the brand pretty much separate you know, since doing the brand split in 2002. Raw and SmackDown had been sort of completely separated from each other, apart from obviously the Royal Rumble, where they sort of came together. But... Goldberg Lesnar at WrestleMania 20, I think, may have been the first sort of interpromotional match. And this was like the second one, I think, with, with, with Kurt and Sean. And it was very much a dream match because Kurt had been on Raw the whole sorry, Kurt had been on SmackDown the whole time that Sean had been back and Sean had been on Raw. So they had never crossed paths. And yeah, it was a dream match. I thought that match was absolutely brilliant. I, I think that um, it says a lot that Bobby Heenan. Uh, Bobby Heenan, I think, said at the time that was the best match he'd ever seen. And, and look at the amount of matches Bobby Heenan has seen over the years. So that's a that's a huge endorsement. And uh, yeah, I just think that match, I think um, it gets a little bit overlooked because when you look at WrestleMania matches, obviously the one that everyone comes back to is Bret and Austin at WrestleMania 13. A lot of people have mentioned that on this show. And that obviously is a great match. And, and, and more because of the... I mean, it was a great match, but more so the historic, the uh, historic um, importance, if you like, of the match in the fact that it had such a big bearing on the Monday Night Wars and WCW um, getting ultimately beaten by WBF and WBF sort of turned the tide. A lot of that, I think, happened in 97 and WrestleMania 13 was kind of at the beginning of that in many ways. But... Um, yeah, Kurt and Sean, I thought was just a tremendous match that I think gets a little bit overlooked at times. But it's my—it's definitely my favourite match of all time. But I've got lots of favourites, and if you'd asked me um, at the age of like ten what my favourite match was, I may have said Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas versus Steve Austin and Brian Pillman, the Hollywood Blondes. So I remember watching that match as a kid, and I loved that match. And then prior to that. One of my favourite matches was um, Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 7. That was a favourite match of mine. I, I, that was before I got into wrestling, WrestleMania 7. But I, I had a tape of it. And that match I would watch over and over and over again. 
and I think that match still holds up to this day. I think I think it's probably the best match Warrior ever had. I mean, the bar's hardly high on that, is it? But yeah, that was that was a great match as well. I've got lots of favourite matches. I mean, Omega and Hangman against um, against the Bucks is one of the best tag matches I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I've got lots of favourite matches, but I would have to go with Kurt versus Shawn Michaels for a WrestleMania 21. Now, the next question I ask everyone, again, is not really applicable to me because it's best show you ever attended live. As I mentioned earlier, I haven't really been to a live show, so I'm going to say that's, that's still to come. That's still to come in the future, and hopefully it will be a WrestleMania at some point, I would hope. And the final question I ask everyone is, if you could change one thing, about the business what would it be and a lot of people don't really know how to go about answering this question because you can go at it with uh, you know from so many different angles but for me the one thing that I would change is I would like to see more actual wrestling if that makes any sense to anyone I, I just I kind of feel as much as I love to watch these great matches with Wood Ospreay um, and the great sort of aerial wrestling, you know, the, the great Young Bucks tag team matches. That I, yeah, their match with Omega and Page was was tremendous, as I say. But I gravitate more towards matches like Balor and Cole in uh, NXT. And Balor and O'Reilly in NXT, and you know Zack Saber Jr. and Daniel Bryan, and you know guys that are great technical wrestlers. You know Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles had a great match on SmackDown last year. Those type of matches, I would like to see more of those. You know because the the Adam Cole Finn Balor match, the only high spot they really did was the finish. And that's so rare to see. You just don't see that. So yeah, I would like to see more emphasis on on wrestling and a little less on crazy dives. As much as I love to watch guys like Ray Phoenix, you know, Ray Phoenix, I think um, I would probably prefer Penta over Ray Phoenix. I think Penta's more of the kind of wrestler I like. I think Paul Fontaine says a similar thing on on the on the Dynamite podcast he does with uh, with Parker Klein. So yeah, I, I yeah, I like to see more more of that, more more wrestling and less of the certainly less of the crazy stuff. I mean, I I don't want to see another exploding barbed wire death match if I can help it. I mean, I think uh, yeah, I don't want to see any more of those. But um, yeah, that that's really what I would change the most is that I would like to see more emphasis on wrestling and. This one kind of relates more to WWE, but I would like to see more. Uh, sorry, I like, I like to see less scripted promos. You know, why are you putting words into people's mouths? I, I I think it works a hell of a lot better when the words come from the wrestlers themselves. Um, so yeah, I would I would like to see less scripted promos and more wrestling. You know, proper old fashioned wrestling because that's more to my taste 
But anyway, that's um, pretty much all my answers uh, to these questions. Uh, as I said, I've got some great guests lined up. I look very much forward uh, to having uh, them on. Um, uh, Jeremy Finestone, I believe, is going to be the next guest I have. And then uh, Keela Cash, the the second female guest I've had on the show. Obviously, we had uh, Carla. Uh, Carla Drampuza was on the show before. Uh, but Keela Cash who does a great podcast with Andy Marshall, um, Break It Down, uh, exclusively for the Fight Game uh, Patreons. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking to her. Looking forward to having Christy Petrillo. I hope I said that right, Chris. I think I did. Uh, I'd love to have Chris on very, very soon. And uh, yeah, I've got some other great guests. I don't want to list off a load of names now because i'll invariably forget someone i don't want to do that but yeah i've got some great guests lined up and uh, yeah look forward to doing more of these podcasts how i caught the wrestling bug i'm david lovell signing off and do join me for the next one where like i say hopefully joining me will be jeremy finestone